0: The Greek god of scoring chances. Why didn't we think of that last week? The Boston Bruins, Andre Kasha. Don't look it up. It's not spelled like it sounds. He's adored by the new math, the sabermetrics, because he's not on the ice much. He doesn't get a lot of ice time, but he does a lot with the little time he has on the ice. So he should be the Greek god of scoring chances, the same as the overrated book Moneyball called Baseball's Kevin Euculus the Greek god of walks. And Euclid was also Boston. Just like Kasha, it was perfect. How come we couldn't think of this before? That's on the internet. Once it's there, you can't change it. This is uh, says in the yearbook at hotmail.com, the internet sportscast. Actually, that's, that's our email address. The title is The Yearbook. So what did the COVID do to baseball? The game cancellations aside, the famous disruptions and delays aside, what did the delayed and ultimately shortened and repeatedly disrupted season do to baseball? The answer is actually not a whole lot. Uh, Definitely the biggest and one of the only surprises that the condensed opt-in, opt-out season produced was it made the Marlins actually better. And it made the Marlins better despite making almost all of the Marlins sick Despite that, Miami is contending. The defending champion Nationals are way under 500, which qualifies as a big surprise. But what if you believe last year the Nationals just got incredibly hot just in time and it doesn't go beyond that? Then it's not such a big surprise. And in the AL Central, the Indians, first place, and the Twins, third place, essentially traded places. And that's it. Everything else is going pretty much... According to plan, the super front-loaded Dodgers have come back to earth a little, playing only 700 ball over the last week, and they're winning 72% of their games, easily the best record in all of MLB just like what was supposed to happen without the COVID and the way upgraded Padres are in second place in the division, which was supposed to happen anyway. The Cubs lead their division while the Brewers, Pirates and Reds are all snake lights. The Athletics never call in the A's and the Astros who ruined baseball forever for everyone forever are one, two in the AL West as predicted. Although you could certainly argue that the order is reversed. Uh, The Rays are still in first in the American League East. And although the Yankees, yes, have crashed a little lately and aren't as good as you thought they would have been, they're still right around 500, which qualifies them for contending. They are contending. And the Red Sox, who gave up on the season when they traded Mookie Betts before the season, are just as terrible as they would have been under normal circumstances. I'm your host, Doug, which is really immaterial here. This year's so far fractured college football season is unfortunately the perfect excuse for even more of the pettiness that college football is so good at. For the entire history of college football, schools have claimed various national championships, and that's all you had to do was really just claim you won the national championship. Now, obviously, you have to be good, and a lot of times, schools rightfully claimed to be number one. But still... All you had to do was claim it and put up a sign. That's because for the entire history of college football, there hasn't been an actual championship where a bunch of teams play each other until there's one actual winner. So some years there was controversy, like 2004 uh, when Auburn went uh, 13-0, was it, but couldn't play for a title and thus could not be ruled out as a possible champion. We almost said Suspect. And there are other years when multiple teams claimed a championship and sometimes those claims were a little iffy. Even now, not every league is included in the playoff, meaning a small school with a legitimate case like UCF recently can rightfully say we'll never know if they would have won or not. You can speculate all you want, but we'll never know. What all this has to do with now is... Some big leagues are playing football, while others, because of the COVID, are not. I really, sincerely, really hope everyone is above this. But that means some Big 12, ACC, or SEC team that goes undefeated this fall can claim they won the national title. That's even though their primary competition, the Big 10 and Pac-12, are not playing. And that's even though the Mountain West and MAC are also sitting out. That is a lot of teams that the Big 12, ACC, and SEC do not have to beat. Plus, in a normal year, claiming an unproven or disputed national title causes real, legitimate hard feelings now claiming a title when four other leagues didn't play as a health precaution, that can bring things to a whole nother level. And hopefully, hopefully none of this happens. And I mean that, but if anyone were to get sick as a result of playing for a national championship, that could bring on lots of truly angry, finger pointing, bitter speech making and back and forth for years and years after this. And this isn't just on the leagues currently playing. If the Big Ten, Pac-12, Mountain West, and Mac are able to play a winter season, presumably also without anyone else, they should also remember just how out of touch it is to print national champion banners this year. Making your case for a championship is one thing, and it's a disputed thing, but putting yourself above others who didn't play to try to save lives, that's wrong. The Tampa Bay Lightning are currently trying to make the Stanley Cup Finals. This could already be outdated, and they're doing this with defenseman Zach Bogosian and Braden Coburn. Those two were the hope of the Atlanta Thrashers, who are now dearly departed. The Thrashers, relaxed. it's a bird, drafted Bogosian in the first round 12 years ago and Coburn in the first round 17 years ago. Both were among the wave of young players Atlanta always had access to that they hoped would eventually turn around the franchise. Now, 12 years later for Bogosian and 17 years later for Coburn, both are still here, and they are contributing to a playoff run, thus confirming the late Thrashers' scouting prowess. Kind of. If you're a Tampa Bay fan, the Lightning becoming the ex-Thrashers is cool. Andrew Ladd does play for the Islanders. He did play for the Thrashers, but the Thrashers did not draft Andrew Ladd. So for the Lightning, it is cool becoming the ex-Thrashers, and yet the reality is the Atlanta Thrashers, relax, it's a bird, had something in Coburn and Bogosian and a few others, but ironically spent most of their short existence drafting and acquiring really, really, really poorly.